Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. This is the last week of December in 2020, the last week of 2020. Man, what a year it's been. So in this episode, what I want to talk about is checking your mindset. Especially this is for those who are operating a business and they're solopreneurs And even if you're a professional working in an organization, I think just listening to this and picking some of the pieces of it will be beneficial. But in specific, I want to talk to those solopreneurs out there and how they are doing it all themselves, you know, party of one, bringing in the income, doing everything from design to marketing to operations to accounting. Some of us do even, I don't know how you do that, but you do do it. Um, and so on. As we go into the new year, I wanted to kind of give you this as a bit of a recap of here's the things to look for when you're coming from that place of I'm doing it all, I'm all over the place. And then there's this other perspective of looking at from a place of a focused solopreneurship and what does that look like? So to get us going, there's this phrase that I came up with that I really think makes sense for those of us with ADHD, which is focus on your spark so that you can tame your energy. There are two key words there, spark and energy and taming it. And for me, the reason I bring this up first is I truly believe that once we really, truly understand our unique superpower that each of us has, that unique ability to be it problem solve, be it highly creative in art, I don't know, be it analytical, highly analytical, highly emotional, like something that is, there's something in in each of us that's very unique. As over the past few years that I've coached, what I've noticed is each of my clients are ever so different from the other. Even though there's this undertone of ADHD amongst us all, but there's this unique ability that each one has. And once they truly understand that unique ability, Man, look out. Because when they know how to focus on it, when they know how to harness that ability the right way, then that's where the sweet spot happens of they can tame that energy. It it almost makes me think of the movie X-Men and the mutants that have all these powers. And then there's the school that they go to to learn how to manage their superpowers so that they can use it for good and not evil or they can master it and all that. And I think that's where people with neurodiverse brain wiring are very unique in that is that they've either learned how to tame it and how to understand it and work with it or they're a bit scattered all over the place. They tap into it once in a while and then they go into this hyper focus and hyper energy and do a whole bunch of other impulsive things and are just kind of all over the place. So why do I bring this up first, this concept first? I think it's important as solopreneurs 
that we really sharpen that lens to see what it is that we truly are good at, that we're a rock star in, and then be able to tame the rest of the noise that comes around our brain because for me, I'm not physically hyper, cognitively hyper, and my brain is constantly going on and on and on, which is so exhausting at times. But once I learned how to tame it and how to become friends with it, I then really can focus in on my strengths, on the things that are my assets that I'm really good at. So I wanted to kind of start this conversation with that in mind of the importance of being a scattered solopreneur and being a focused solopreneur. And what do those two look like? And I think at the beginning of my journey into entrepreneurship, into to solopreneurship, I was definitely on the scattered side. And I, ease, you know, over time, over experience, over bringing in my coaching tools, bringing in a coach, a mentor, working with others, I've been able to move to the direction of focused solopreneur. But also at the same time, I do realize there are times where I can go back and forth a little bit, but I don't go from one extreme to the other, like I used to in the beginning. So it was this, you know, all or nothing kind of an approach. So to go a little bit deeper in this, I came across this this quote and I thought it was pretty powerful that it said, do everything and create accidental success or focus and create intentional success. Love that. Love it. Now, here's the thing. As ADDers who are running a business, we want to do it all. We want to be over here, over there. The ideas that are popping up like popcorn in our brain are constant. And then to think that, whoa, wait a second. I can't do everything. I, you don't want me to do everything. You want me to focus. Yeah, because that's where your magic is. That's where amazing things happen is actually when you let go of this idea that I have bazillion popcorns in my head popping up and I need to act on all of them to letting go of that expectation of yourself to saying, I'm going to focus on one or two things and I'm just going to do a stellar job at it and be intentional about that success. So that in itself, when the intention is that strong, that it's coming actually from a place of positive as opposed to grind and hustle in order to get success, I think that that's where magic happens in owning a business and operating a business as a solopreneur. So stay with me as I go through some of the characteristics or some of the scenarios that I saw in a scattered solopreneur. And, you know, you can kind of take a pen and paper it and jot down or do a check mark on some of this stuff. And then, and I'm going to also show you the flip side of what a focused solopreneur will look like. So the scattered solopreneur could look something like this. They have a vague vision of business outcomes because sometimes we really can't see five years from now, three years from now. Some of us actually really can't do that. We really can't go too far into the future. Our brain isn't wired to go that way. So we can only go one month at a time, two months at a time. 
So the vision is vague. The outcome is vague. But we know we want to get somewhere. We kind of have a high level idea. But it's we can't taste it. We can't feel it. We can't see it. We can't touch it just yet. Another thing that happens with scattered solopreneurs is the impulsivity and reactiveness to new ideas. I have a whole episode on shiny new object syndrome that I talk about and how because of these popcorn of ideas that go in our head all the time, we're constantly like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do YouTube. Now I'm going to go on social media. Wait, I'm going to start an online store and selling products using whatever platform. So the ideas are endless. Put us in a think tank group. We will be the star of that group. We will come up with so many ideas. It'll blow away so many people's minds that how do we come up with so many ideas in a short frame of time? And then what happens is we get impulsive and we act on some of those ideas because they are just too good to not do. So you have all of a sudden 20, 30 things on your to-do list because not only are you not doing the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, but then you came up with all these new ideas that you want to execute too. So enter overwhelm. You get the picture. Another scenario that happens then is then we burn both ends of the candle by doing it all. So we're constantly going, we got to do this, got to get the new idea, you get the point. Then we go into, we get the ideas, we have the ahas, but then we don't follow through. What the hell? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. So there's that inconsistency. There's something that one of my mentors from the ADD Coach Academy said that really resonated with me. He said, sometimes when we come up with an idea, from the inception of the idea, that's in our brain, we're thinking about it, we start that that whole process from the beginning to the end, and we actually complete the whole idea in our brain, all the way to execution, all the way to here's the finished product. But it all happens in our head. And he said, sometimes when this happens, your brain actually says, okay, task complete. This was done. It doesn't understand whether it was reality or not. Brain doesn't know that. So it is a completed product, but it was all in your head. And then you sit here and wonder, well, you know, I had that amazing idea. I even knew what it was going to look like and all of that. How come I'm not following through? How come I'm not even starting it? Well, you just gave yourself a whole bunch of dopamine boosts and all sorts of happy good hormones when you came up with that idea that it got done, my friend. Your brain doesn't have any purpose. There's no motivation there to even start it because it was already complete. That in itself, I'm like, holy cow, let that sink in for a bit. So sometimes this follow through that we don't do because of new ideas, this could be one of the reasons. Another reason is because the list is so damn long that it's just hard to finish things. It it becomes difficult to finish 20 bazillion things that were on that to-do list. Another thing that gets in our way or, or the scattered solopreneur thinks of is lack of confidence in their own skills. So as a result, they go into enrolling in all sorts of courses, all sorts of programs, and all of a sudden you're enrolled within like five programs in a month because, oh, I wanted to get this thing done, so I need some design skill. Let me go, you know, take a course on design. 
and I need to start writing really well, so let me take a course on creative writing. And oh, my marketing sucks, so let me go and take a course on marketing. And bless social media, you know, it's like that secret that they know what your weaknesses are. So all of a sudden you start seeing all of these ads that are like, hey, you don't have a good branding? Here, come take this course. You don't know how to do lead management? Take this other course. And then there's people that are also pinging you too of saying, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. So talk about overwhelm, right? And the, the root of that is because you think you don't have the skills. Now, here's the thing. You started that business with knowing that you do have actually a particular skill that you actually are really good at. That's why you're in that business of whatever that business is you're in. Whether it's, you know, creating beautiful art or it's a carpentry, I don't know, something. There's a skill there. But you don't have the skill in marketing. You don't have the skill in branding. This is the part where I would say... So what? Do you have to have all the skills? Do you need to be the jack of all trades in order to do this? Right? And hold this thought because I'm going to come back to what it looks like on the other side, where what a focused solopreneur would do in this case. But the thought there that I want to leave you with is the endless enrollment of business investment that you go into of spending your money in all these courses, programs, this and that, just because you think they're going to help your business. Guess what? Most of the time, I, I would love to challenge you and I know I'm right because I am also the guilty per person in this too. You started some of those courses, you didn't finish them. You invested the money into that whatever business thing was that was going to take your business to the next level. You didn't implement it, right? Am I right or am I right? <laughs> there are going to be so many nods as I say this because I've done that myself. The number of things that I, I invested in in the beginning of my business. And also the the overspending I'm talking about right now and and the reactivity to marketing and, and oh, so-and-so is doing that to their business. That looks good. I need to do it to mine. And then you start comparing yourself to other peers in your industry and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And oh my God, well, I'm not doing that and they are. So I need to, you know, sign whatever that they did and buy whatever they did so that I can be like them. And now here's the thing. We also have high standards. So we compare ourselves to some of those top people that have been doing it for a bazillion years and we think just because we started, we're going to like, you know, catapult to, to that level of expertise. We expect that of ourselves, that we want to get there and we're going to do it by like next year or within six months. So let's just do it. So whenever I see marketing campaigns of like make 20K in your first month, oh my God, bullshit. Unless you've had, and I'm sorry for being emotional about this, but unless you, you know, are doing something that you're already in business for a while, you have a network, you, you have certain skills that really make you stand out. I'm not saying it's impossible, but also let's be realistic too. If you're a hairdresser going into the hairstyling industry all of a sudden, and it's your first year cutting hair, and you've only cut, I don't know, 20 heads before, 
and now you're saying that I'm going to make 10K a month. I don't know, just hypothetically saying sometimes these unrealistic messages that we get on social media slow down and pay attention to your true intuition. Because one thing I know about ADDers, about neurodiverse people, is that they're highly intuitive. They know before anybody else does, but then they don't trust that intuition because they want to fit in the box. The shoulds come in, the everybody else does it this way, so I guess I should be doing it. But believe me, the minute you tap into your intuition and understand, it's not about what the other people are doing. It's about trusting your gut that this right now doesn't make sense. It probably doesn't make sense. If it's too good to be true, it's not true. Like seriously, it's that simple. Right? So to recap, and I'm sorry I'm getting emotional here because like the, the, the some of the stuff that I just remember from social media are just really getting on my nerves these days. So scattered entrepreneur, a scattered solopreneur, what does it look like? Vague vision of business outcome, impulsive and reactive to new ideas, burn both ends of the candle by doing it all, thinks of new ideas but no follow through, lack of confidence in their own skills, I would also say lack of confidence in their intuition, Enrolled in multiple business courses, but no follow through. And finally, they're overspending. They're being reactive in their marketing and branding, constantly changing it up because, oh, if I change my website and logo, I'm going to get more clients. No. So there's that side. Now, let's shift and become a little positive here. (laughs) And let's talk about the possibilities and when we actually focus to make intentional success what happens. So what I started to see as I quietened this noise inside me, this, and I started to tame my energy, and even with my clients, as as we went through the program together, as we went through coaching sessions, some shift starts to happen. And that shift is this. When you come from a place of focus, you start to really get clear vision of what you want to do with your business. And then not only a clear vision, but you start to align it with values of why the hell you even went in there in the first place and what's important. The minute you marry vision and values together, it becomes a strong foundation of your business. I know it sounds a little like coachy of me to say that, but it's freaking true. I actually have a sheet in front of my face. Every day that I'm in my office, I look at my values. I look at my, why am I doing this? What do I stand for? What's my purpose? To remind myself so that this shiny new object that hits in my inbox, comes in social media, LinkedIn, whatever, that I'm like, wait a second, Kathy, this doesn't align to that. It sounds really cool, but it's somebody else's shiny new project, not the one that I'm focusing on right now. Okay? So clear vision, values. For those of us that can't do this on our own, I highly recommend get into a mastermind, get into some sort of a group think, talk to a couple of your mentors, get a coach, process this out so that you have clarity on where you're going next. Doing it by yourself, sometimes it can be good, but there's a point where you need a sounding board. 
and that that sounding board doesn't give you advice. They ask a whole lot of meaningful questions back to you so that you get more clarity, more insight. Such a helpful exercise. The other thing that a solopreneur does, a focused solopreneur, is they focus on one idea at a time. There was a time where I was like, okay, I'm going to do blog, I'm going to do YouTube, I'm going to do Instagram, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I was all over the place because I, I needed to be all over the place so that people could see who I am and what I'm up to. There is a time and a place to do that. And then there's a time and a place to just slow it way back down to just do one thing. And that one thing, be really damn good at it. Really like own it. So for me, one of the things that I've been consistent on is this podcast. Even though in the beginning I wasn't doing it weekly and I would skip months and then COVID happened. I didn't do anything for a few months. But I stuck with this channel of communication to my audience. It works for me. Did I at some point wanted to go into YouTube? Yeah, I did. And I went in. I'm like, no, too much work coming back out. So I know where my boundaries are of what my capacity is and how much I can do. And I've become okay with that. I've accepted that. So and the minute you also start focusing on one thing at a time, you start to really sharpen that tool even more. And I get it. You could be like, Kathy, I'm focusing on one thing. And then when I go into the one thing, 20 other things are still within the one thing. And then they start to distract me. So what do I do? You bring it back in. You pause. You process the information. You see what's going on. And you say, how is this bringing me income? How is this bringing me focus right now? Is this something I can do in three months? Is this something I can do in six months? Or when I hire somebody? right? It's never late to hire someone. It's never too late to, to, you know, expand. But it is a good idea to be really focused and direct in one thing so that you actually had the residual there is like the ripple effect is your to-do list becomes easier, manageable, your day becomes manageable. And that's it. It is that simple. It's that uh, when we have this expectation of ourselves that I am a master at multitasking. Don't worry, Kathy, I can do 20 things all at the same time. I get that. And I know you're good at that. But also when you're starting a business where you're within the first few years of your business, or even you've been in it for a while, sometimes it's good to dial it back a little bit, to refocus, to see what's important, to get rid of things that are just dead weight to really evaluate if you were doing something in your business for 10 years, is it still relevant to continue to be doing it? Maybe it's not, right? Maybe there's easier ways to do it, but because we got used to it this way, don't want to change. Well, how's that working for you? So another thing with focus solopreneurs is having systems in place so that they stay productive. And by systems, it's almost like a bad word to say that to an ADD or because it's like, ew, I don't want to be stuck with a system. I want to change that system all the time. I don't, systems don't work for me. I've tried it and then it doesn't work. Well, yeah, exactly. Strategies and tools for us, once our brain gets used to it, it just, we don't even see it anymore. It's like, no, don't want to do it anymore. It's too boring. 
change it up. If one tool doesn't work for you anymore, pick a different tool. If one system worked for you at the beginning of your business, now it, you've outgrown it, change it up. It doesn't mean that you're stuck with it, but at least have some sort of a system. And systems do not have to be complex. And this is, again, where you can benefit from collaboratively coming up with a system for your business by you know working with somebody else to, to work with you on what does the system look like for you. Now, here's the thing. There are business coaches out there that'll say, use my system. It's foolproof. It's like, you know what, this is how I made millions of dollars. Good for you. Does it work for you specifically? Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes somebody else's system may not be the right system for you. So for me, when it comes to running a business, here's the thing. Unless it's a franchise business and I come from a franchise family background, my, my family is, had been in franchise business for years and years and years. If it's franchise, you want to follow a system because you want to be consistent across all your stores. There is a benefit to that. If you're running your own business and you want to hire a business coach to help you build the system, look for a business coach that can work with you to build your own unique system, not the one that you're going to copy off of. So this is where I kind of don't agree with business coaches that'll go in and say, I'll give you a canned script. I'll give you a canned program. It's been developed. It's been proven. It works. There needs to be room to make it your own. There needs to be room to modify it and pick and choose what parts of it work for you so that you're not locked into somebody else's system. I think that's where systems could fail. So if there's flexibility in that program, then sure, go for it. Work with a coach that can help you build a, a system that can be fluid. That once you hit a certain revenue mark, it changes again. And then you hit a certain revenue mark, it changes again. So that you're, you know, you're hiring more people. You're not doing it all by yourself. All that good jazz. I could go on on this one for a while too. <laughs> Another thing as you're going through this focused solopreneur path to look at and be cautious of is to trust the process. Trust the journey that you're on. This is a journey. This is not you know, a sprint, it's a marathon, it, it takes time, it takes time for you to build it up, it takes time for people to know that you exist, it takes time to show credibility to, you know, to really get out there and see what is going on and what do people really want and need and are you offering that service the right way to them or that product the right way that they want and, you know, it's great for us to say, I have this amazing, unique idea. And then you run with it and then nobody buys it. Nobody comes to you and then you get discouraged. And part of that is, you know, did you put in the time? Did you put in the energy? Did you put in the effort? Because this is, again, where your ADHD brain, the impulsivity kicks in and says, oh, I failed. That's it. Pulling the plug. Let's take another risk on something else. So this is where I say, slow and steady, it will come. Believe me, I am proof of that. I, a few years back, back in when I was in my corporate days, I would have said never in a million years would I be going on my own. I did say that. I said I would never do it on my own. 
now that I'm on my own and I'm doing it and successful, thank goodness, knock on doors and walls or whatever, I'm here to say you can do it. It just takes time. Be kind to yourself. Be patient. That whole concept of it takes a mentor of mine told me at the beginning. And I'm so grateful for this. And I held on to her words. It was like, okay, I'm going to trust you. She said it takes two to three years for, for a coach to really get in there and build a reputation and the clients will come. She said, Kathy, just keep doing what you're doing. It'll work itself out. I held on to those words. I trusted the process. And I basically just showed up every day, a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, I didn't do it full time. I did it part time. I'm still kind of doing it part time. But I'm trusting that in five years from now, in six years from now, in seven years from now, it'll turn into something bigger that I didn't even think of or I couldn't even imagine. But there's a trust in the process that I'm willing to do. So that's a big one. And that patience, and I know we are so impatient. And believe me, I am one of those impatient people that you'll ever meet. It's like I even have like the frown sign on my face to show it. It's like my wrinkles or because I'm so impatient, I'm constantly like, come on, let's do this. Let's get there. So then what happens is the consistent approach to strategic activities. Pay attention to what are you doing. And be, be really cautious of what you're doing. You got to pay attention to those things that are, you know, giving you back a return. So if your newsletters are working, if your YouTube videos are, are constantly returning, people are coming back, they're commenting and whatever, pay attention to those and be consistent with those things that are actually making an impact in your business. Keep doing them. Keep doing them and keep getting better. And I know we have challenges with consistency. And I literally was having this conversation with one of my clients this morning. And for me, I define consistency to be, make it your own definition. So for me, when I say this is a weekly podcast, I tell you it's weekly, but I also don't commit to an actual day because today is Tuesday and I'm going to publish this today. My last week podcast, I don't know, I think it was on a Monday I published it or it was a Wednesday or something like that. What I'm getting at is it's weekly, but I don't have a day or time because that's where I can't fully commit to that to be consistent. So there's a range of consistency that I like to go by as opposed to to the minute, to the hour. You know, th- that's where I'm like, mm, not going to follow through. I know myself. So. Another one, a huge one for solopreneurs, and this one I cannot emphasize enough on, this is one of the things actually I'm I'm really good at and I'm proud to say I'm good at, is seek strategic collaboration. I come from a place of full abundance. I don't have a competitive bone in my body when it comes to others, but I do with myself. But I'm always of, there is enough to go around for everybody. So I will bring on other ADHD coaches to my podcast. I collaborate with them. I do business partnerships with them. And I do that because I know I can't do everything by myself. And there's so much around us that it helps when you bring in another perspective, bring in another brain into your business. We set 
healthy boundaries, we understand each other's rules and responsibilities, but also the collaboration is just party of one, another way to get out there and reach a broader audience, reach other people and make impact. You can't do it by yourself. You possibly cannot do it by yourself. As much as you want to, as much as you think you can, you will burn out. We all know that. All of us have had, if you're listening to this podcast, you've had some sort of burnout and it's because you tried to do it all by yourself. So when it comes to your business, if you're not at a place of being able to hire somebody, strategic collaborations, to lean onto uh, somebody else's business, to tack onto somebody else's business, to kind of give this reciprocation of referrals, so many things that you could do in there that you can benefit collectively as opposed to trying to benefit as an individual. Goes a long way, seriously. Last but not least, a focused solopreneur will take time to recharge and reflect. It's a no-brainer. We need to do that. Especially if you've had a last quarter of the year was your year, like let's say you're in the holiday, your business is in the holiday season, I hope that you're taking some time in January, February to just regroup yourself, recalibrate, recharge, you know, sit back and reflect. Don't plan 2021, please don't, because it always will change. Like if anything 2020 taught us is you have a plan, you put it out there, it's going to freaking change. So you can have a vision but don't plan it to a month to a quarter to the to the nth degree, like because it's gonna change. So have room for flexibility. You can have a high level plan, but also don't get attached to it because things are gonna change. But the biggest thing on this one, when I say take time out to recharge, is if you've been in that state of flow where you're like super going, adrenalines are going, cortisol is going, you're all go go go. You need to allow your body to recharge. You need to slow down to let it kind of heal itself. My last episode, I talk about my high cholesterol. Well, what have I been up to? I've been taking it easy. I've been eating better. I've been doing more mindful practices. I have just been more aware of what's happening with me as opposed to, ah, okay, let's keep going the same way because, well, whatever, it's cholesterol. No, it's my body saying to me, Kathy, we're checking in. I mean, my body does weird things when it wants to check in with me, but this is one of them. So my friends, I'm going to recap the focus solopreneur, and I hope that you're getting inspired. You're kind of getting heard. It's validating certain things for you. The focus solopreneur has a clear vision and values of their business. They focus on one idea at a time. They have a system in place to stay on task and be productive. They trust the process. They're consistent in their approach when it comes to marketing and taking on new projects. They seek strategic collaborations And finally, they take time out to recharge and reflect on their success and what they could do differently. So it's a bit of a longer episode than my other ones, but I also wanted to leave this as my year-end kind of thoughts for as we close 2020. 
of how you go into the next year. And for me also, I look at this as it's not about what year it is, what number is attached to it. It's how you show up every day, day after day, right? Like, all right, it's 2020 and let's go to 2021, rah, rah, rah. I, I stopped doing that years ago. That's why I also don't do New Year resolutions because whatever. Every day should be a resolution day. Every day is you are living and being and how do you choose to be the next day it's one day at a time it's one week at a time and let's really understand how do we focus on that genius that spark that we have so that we can also tame our energy and put it in the right way into use so my friends i hope this was beneficial As always, reach out to me if you have any questions, suggestions on topics that you want me to cover. And until next time, keep on shining.